warm welcome to you all. Hope you'll thoroughly enjoy our program. Britannia, a very British podcast about very British movies. Happy Christmas to everybody. Happy Christmas. Tony, hello mate. Scott hello. here, Tony with me in the studio, the Balaban studio, for our Christmas special, 1951 Scrooge, starring not Joan Sim. Joan Sim. Alistair Sim. <laughs> brilliant. Absolutely brilliant, your faux pas there. Christmas movies, in general. Any favourites? Um, actually, The Muppets Christmas Carol. I wondered if you'd say that. Yes, yeah. no, I love that film. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, this one's not too bad. It's a good version of it. I mean, is, is that the only Christmas movie you watch? Do you, do you, do you um, have you know, a, a rotating list of you, you have to watch well, every year? I shouldn't year? be saying it on this podcast, but I do watch Home Alone. Uh, I watched it last movie. night for the Stinking Paws yeah, podcast, uh, yeah. It's, yeah. It's American, but I do watch Home Alone. I don't mm. mind that too much. Yeah. You was about the right age for Home Alone, though, weren't you, when yeah. it came out, I think, you know, because it was 1990, so... If, and actually, were you even born when it came out? Uh, I think only just. I might have still been a glint in my father's eyes. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I was definitely around for... Yeah, none of, the old, none of the old classics, you know... Um, the old classics, like Elf, or <laughs> Love Actually, was an old classic. You know, Miracle on 34th Street, or It's a Wonderful Life. Or, no, not really, uh, I don't... Really watch him around Christmas time. I'll do you like Christmas time? Yeah, I do like Christmas. That's all right then. That's all we need. <laughs> I do like Christmas, but it's already it's always wrapped up with other films, you know, throughout the years. Okay, so apart from tonight's movie, Tony, have you watched any movies in preparation for Christmas? Do you? No. See, none, none at all. <laughs> um, <laughs> which is again a terrible thing to say on uh, a broadcast about films. Yeah, movie lover. Yeah, no, I've not watched anything. I've just not had the time at the moment. No, I mean. T- I try to watch as many as I can, but it gets to the point where you think there's too many Christmas movies. Yeah. But I do have my set favourites. I mean, It's a Wonderful Life has always been my favourite movie. I've always made no disguise of that fact, you know. But even then, I don't watch it every year. It may be a couple of years that I may, you know, give it a miss because I know it so well and I don't like to be over-familiar with it. No. Um, Christmas Carol, there's... There's so many different versions of this movie. You know, we've got Scrooged, Albert Finney's version of Scrooge. You've got George C. Scott, Kelsey Grammer, Patrick Stewart, you know. But I think what we've got here is, I think what most people think is the definitive version. So let's take a little break. We'll be back in a couple of minutes after this. Today, if you were to talk about movie adaptations of Dickens' Christmas Carol, most of us would instantly think of the Muppets or Bill Murray in Scrooged. Others 
may recall the various musical adaptations such as the one starring Albert Finney, or even modern-day computer-generated movies with Jim Carrey in the title role. But for tonight's review, we are going to go back to an earlier version of the tale, with 1951's Scrooge, starring Alistair Sim, directed by Brian Desmond Hurst. It's certainly not the first time Dickens' novel had been adapted for the big screen. A brief check on the internet will tell you there was at least five versions in the 50 years prior to the release of this movie. And for a while, it was probably the most famous version of Scrooge's tale, and almost certainly the most widely regarded. Made in 1951, Scrooge, although receiving fairly positive reviews, was considered by some of the critics as quite grim and even scary in places. But looking back, it's probably the finest adaptation of the story. Alistair Sim is the definitive Ebenezer Scrooge and is ably supported by an impressive cast of familiar faces. There's Michael Horden as Scrooge's deceased business partner Jacob Marley, with young Jacob being played by none other than Steed himself, Patrick McNee. Young Ebenezer? Well, that's an early appearance for George Cole, probably more famous as the St Trinian's Flash Harry, or even Arthur Daly. We are yet to review the Huggett movies here on Real Britannia, but it's worth pointing out that Mr and Mrs Huggett make an appearance here. Kathleen Harrison appears as Mrs Dilber, the charwoman, and Real Britannia favourite Jack Walden is Mr Jorkin. It's certainly worth looking down the cast list here for a while, because we've said numerous times in the podcast, the movies we review seem to have the most impressive list of actors taking part. There's Mervyn Johns, who would go on to star in numerous Ealing comedies. He's excellent here as Bob Cratchit. Hermione Badley as his wife. Well, we probably all remember her best as Ellen, the maid in Mary Poppins. She also appeared in Brighton Rock, as did Carol Marsh, here playing Fan Scrooge. We've got Francis de Wolfe as the Ghost of Christmas Present, and he was one of those faces that was ever present in British movies in a career spanning over 40 years. From carry-ons to James Bond and Hammer Horrors, he was an all-too-familiar presence on British cinema screens. I could go on. There's Ernest Fessiger, Dr Pretorius from The Bride of Frankenstein, noted character actor Miles Mallison as Old Joe, the superb and ever-dependable Peter Ball, who also acts as narrator, and keep an eye out for the delightful Hattie Jakes as Mrs Fezziwig. It is a beautifully detailed and well-produced movie helmed by Brian Desmond Hurst. Hurst was almost certainly Ireland's most prolific movie director of the 20th century, and it's with this movie that he's probably best known. Along with cinematographer C.M. Pennington Richards, he manages to create a believable depiction of Victorian life, populated by both rich and poor, highlighting the differences between the squalor and the beauty of the era. Alistair Sim gives the performance of a lifetime. The perfect depiction of Ebenezer Scrooge with his hangdog expression, he creates a character that is both fascinating and amusing at the same time. Interestingly, Alistair Sim and Michael Horden would lend their voices to an animated version of the tale, reprising their original characters 20 years later in 1971. 
It is perfect holiday entertainment for the whole family. I urge any of you, especially those more familiar with Scrooge as portrayed by Michael Caine, George C. Scott, Patrick Stewart or Kelsey Grammer, to seek it out. Take a look and be amazed at just how well this version holds up. A true Christmas classic. God bless us, everyone. Co-starring with Alistair Sim in delightful character roles are Jack Warner and Kathleen Harrison. Don't be violent, Mr. Scrooge, so you force me to scream for the beetle. The beetle, madam. <laughs> A thief for the beetle. A guinea? Here, what for? Co-starring with Alistair Sim in delightful character roles are Jack Warner and Kathleen Harrison. Don't be violent, Mr. Scrooge, so you force me to scream for the beetle. The beetle, madam. <laughs> A thief for the beetle. A guinea? Here, what for?
Okay, Tony. Scrooge, or the American title was A Christmas Carol, which was the original, obviously, Dickens, you know, title, was released in December 1951, directed by Brian Desmond Hurst, based on the Charles Dickens novel, starring, of course, Alistair Sim, not Joan Sim. <laughs> I'm not going to do that one down. No, I'm going to mention it every possible time I can. And if you're on our social media, you'll see a very, very nice picture that's been created. Of, uh, by Stephen. Um, yeah, Joan Sim wearing a Scrooge's hat. <laughs> <laughs> Which did make me chuckle. Uh, we've got Alistair Sim, Kathleen Harris and Mervyn Johns, Hermione Badley, Michael Horden, George Cole. Again, we say this every time. A thousand famous faces in this movie. Did you recognise a fair few of them? I bet you did. George Cole, obviously. Yeah, Arthur Davy um, or Flash Harry. Yeah. Harmony and Badley. Yes. From Mary Poppins. She's the, the maid. maid, Ellen. Ellen, yep. the maid. Yep. Um, also, Hattie Jakes. Very briefly, though. Very briefly, dancing. Very briefly, and she's Mrs. Fezziwig. Yes. Yeah. Very briefly. It's a very early appearance for Hattie Jakes. This is obviously pre-carry on 1951. I think it's going to be one of these films where you're going to keep pointing people out, and I'm like, oh, yeah. Yeah, he was in so-and-so, and you're going to, oh, I remember him, yeah. But they're the ones that have jumped out at me so Yeah, far. Stephen and I reviewed The Blue Lamp, which is yet to be broadcast, but Jack Walden was the star of that. He's in this movie. It's just every single famous face is like, oh, wow, you went on to be even more famous as you were older, you know, on mm. TV in the 70s and things like that. You've seen a few versions of Scrooge in your time. We all have. Yes. You've seen the musical version. You've seen the Muppets version. Had you seen this version before? No, I hadn't seen this wow. version. Wow, okay. First time watch. First time watch. What did you think? Initial thoughts? Um, initially, it was a bit... Um, I found a bit of a period, um, period drama sort of thing. You know? it's it quite... is. It's obviously like a Dickens Victorian... Yeah, but then towards the end of it, you actually see the real Alistair Sim... Okay, yeah, which is the whole Scrooge story. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I've never seen Anderson see him as a, a stern character like that. He's always played, well, in the films you've seen, he's always been like comic roles. Just like David Jason in Frost. Oh, was it a bit jarring for you yeah. then to see him playing something dramatic rather than... Yeah. But it was quite comedic, this role as well, wasn't it? It was it quite was. funny. It was. So as a version of the story... I mean, obviously, the Muppets one is a, like a big musical. It's, you know, lots of money thrown at it. Michael Caine's in it. Yeah. But this that, that version, one's aimed at kids, isn't it? Yeah. And this one is probably like a real, true recreation of the story, you know, of the actual novel itself. It's a good movie, mate, isn't it? It's a very good movie. Yeah. What did you like about it? I think I liked the, the costume and the settings for the time. You know, 1950, yeah. very, very accurate. And I, do you know, I'd love to see it in colour. There is a colourised version of it. Is there? Yeah, which is horrible. Oh. For, for people that don't like, you know, that sort of thing. Don't get me wrong, I do like a good black and white film. But you'd like to have I'd seen like it. I'd like to have seen it in colour. It could have been filmed in colour, couldn't it? Because it's 1951. Yeah. But even then, I think, I don't know, It just this film just reminds me of Christmas all the way through because it was, when I was growing up, there was no Muppets version or Scrooged with Bill Murray. Um, and this was always on the telly every single year. It was. You couldn't get away from it. This was the film that was always on, no matter what, along with The Wizard of Oz. You yeah. Know, it was always those. Another great film. Yeah, but you couldn't get away from it. It was always guaranteed to be on. And, and you grow up knowing this story, but you grew up knowing the Alistair Stim Sim version of the story, if you know what I mean. It was 
it wasn't tainted by, you know, you, you might have read the book previously or you may have seen the Albert Finney musical version. This was the story that we knew. This was the version that we knew. So let's talk through it, mate. We've got Victorian London. There's an old miser, Ebenezer Scrooge. Everybody knows the story, don't they? Yeah. And he's a perfect um, candidate for the role because he just looks like Scrooge, doesn't he? Well, is it, is it because he's played the part so well back in 1951 that that's how we know Scrooge, because of him? Mm. Has he created this this vision, you know, our memory, and everything else is based on this? I think he is. Yeah. Because if you look at, say, say Michael Caine's performance... He's going to be influenced by Alice the Sim, surely. Yeah, of course. Everybody knows the story. It's it's the tale of a man that's mean, um, miserly. He's got his own business, and he has to learn the error of his ways by being visited by three ghosts. Actually, it's four, because Marley himself turns up his partner, does he? Michael Horden playing Marley. Yeah. The that's voice a of Paddy. part of the film. Wasn't Right, OK, let's talk oh. Michael Horden. Michael Horton, best known as the voice of Paddington, possibly, you know. <laughs> Freaky role. Yeah. Yeah? What did you think of Michael Horton? It was a bit chilling, actually. I think all of the bits were the ghosts. Yes. Yeah. It, it was horrible. Michael Horton, he, he turns up as Marley, and it's that traditional spectre-like, you know, it's a bit wispy and a bit, you know, faded in the background. Oh, yeah, and all the, oh, and the chains, and he's got all the chains yeah. and this, like... But he gets really over the top, doesn't he? Full marks. I mean, that man should have won an Oscar for overacting. <laughs> <laughs> but it was great, wasn't it? It was good. It was, like I said, it was a bit intense at some times. Mm. And very, very passionate. But it's true to the book. That's yeah. the thing. The words are lifted directly from Dickens' source material. Well, but I think yeah. that was in an era, though, before people started putting a twist on things like yeah. The Muppets Christmas Carol. Yeah, they do their own little bit to it. This, yeah. this was literally what was written on the page isn't it I think mm. there's a couple of tweaks to it obviously but I think this version tells the the backstory to Scrooge better than any version that I've ever seen of course because it's so true to the book yeah because when it the ghost yeah, anyway, yeah does it? the ghost of Christmas past turns up and looking like the ghost of Peter Stringfellow <laughs> <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> God rest his soul. God rest his soul. He passed away this year, didn't he? <laughs> yeah. um, he turns up and he takes him back to, you know, as a youth, which is played by George Cole, fantastically, who most people remember as Arthur Daly. Real Britannia listeners probably know him as Flash Harry from the Centrinians movies, yeah. But I think they spent a lot of time on this particular ghost, more than I've seen in any other version. And I quite liked it because it gives you a real insight into what made Scrooge the horrible little bastard he really is. Yeah, all for his sister passing yeah. away. I mean, did you know that story? Or I mean, you've seen it in other versions, but were you aware to what extent that no, actually happened no, or affected no. him? This is probably the most educational uh, version I've watched. Yeah, so you could see why Scrooge became the Scrooge we know. Yeah. Did you enjoy it? I mean, it was quite depressing. It, it was up until he changed. Obviously not in his version yeah, of Scrooge. Yeah. Uh, but then the, the Muppets one's quite comic all the way through. <laughs> yeah, death yeah. and destruction, and it'll still be funny because yeah. you're a Muppet. There. <laughs> yeah, there's no chance of it being light-hearted in this, is no, it? It's, it's got to go... It's quite hard-hitting for the yeah. time. You know, like, mother dies during childbirth, then his sister dies yes. as a result of childbirth. Yeah. 
and he misses the promise. That was that was quite a cutting bit, to be fair, where he walks out of the room, yeah, quite angry, and then he misses her last words, yeah. And yeah, that's very, very hard hitting. Yeah, and that haunts him for the rest of his life, probably, which makes him the man he he, he becomes, and he becomes this hard businessman as well, doesn't he? You know, when he takes over the company with his partner Jacob Marley, you know, he's quite clinical. He's quite cold, isn't he? He's just like right business. That's the way forward. It's got to be business, and nobody else gonna you know enter my life or affect me in any way. It's sad. It's a sad yeah. story, isn't it? And it's just like trying to get time off at Christmas. Um, it, it reminds me of um, somewhere we've worked in the past. <laughs> <laughs> Having that one day off a year. Yeah, come, come in early to make up for it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's sorry if it's an inconvenience. <laughs> and it's, yeah, he's, he, he puts it as that he's robbing his own pocket, isn't it? Or yeah. something like that. Just because he has to give him a day off, Bob Cratchit. <laughs> um, the Cratchit family. Oh, wow. Go on. Hermione <laughs> <laughs> Badley is Mrs. Cratchit. Absolutely fine. She's great. Yeah, yeah. Because she doesn't really do too much in it. No, she, she plays Mrs. Cratchit, which yeah. is, you know, is, reads a book, stands in front of a fire. Yeah, and goes, Oh, Tiny Tim, my dear. You know, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, oh, Tiny Tim. Well, tiny he Tim. That, didn't he? Well, <laughs> I was going to say Michael Horden should have won an award for overacting, but Tiny Tim, bless him. Yeah. Um, he may have been. He wasn't that tiny, actually. No, no. The, the thing that got, <laughs> like a fourteen-year-old boy. Yeah, he wasn't like a little little child. He was. He was like a small teenager. But he's got his little stall next to the fire. Reminds <laughs> me of me a bit. His own little hook for his crutch. Yeah, bless him. You know, the, the other kids were great. The kids were fine, but Tiny Tim knew that this was his chance for stardom. The actor <laughs> isn't he uncredited in it. You're joking. What, I'm on pretty IMDb? sure he was uncredited. Let's have a look. It. Tiny Tim is, is a guy called Glenn Dearman. Um, and let me just see if Glenn Dearman... No, I stand corrected. He is there. Yeah. I it, can't remember where I was looking at you then. There was a lot of uncredited people in yeah. this. Yeah. Oh, was there? Okay, we're going to have a little look through the list in a second. But he played a few things, a lot of TV stuff. This was about his second third movie. Yeah, did a lot of TV stuff after this until about 1966 and passed away in 97 at the age of 57. So It was all the rest of the Cratchit children that were uncredited. Are they? But they they, they were probably better. because yeah, they didn't say anything. Um, yes, yes Mama. There was the sister, wasn't it? The sister sort of had a... The one that was working and came home Christmas Eve. Yeah. Yeah. She was okay. She was okay. Let's talk some of this cast. You, you got IMDb there, mate? I have. Okay. Let's recognise some faces for you. Michael Horton, we spoke about. George Cole. Spirit of Christmas Present. Now, that's Francis the Wolf. Oh. Okay, big bearded guy sitting yep. on the throne. I thought Brian Blessed. It is, it, <laughs> honestly, that would be a role that was created specially for Brian Blessed, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. In, in the musical version with Albert Finney, that role's played by Kenneth Moore. Right. Like to remember Kenneth Moore? Yeah, yeah. And he's exactly the same looking in the film. He wears the big beard, the crown of holly, and sitting on this big pile of food, basically, you know. And it makes you wonder, like I say, has this particular version influenced all the other versions that this is how everything should be represented, you know? Uh, Francis the Wolf was in Moby Dick, who was in The Hound of the Baskervilles. From Russia with Love, we're going to see him in the next Bond movie. Oh, okay. He's in that. 
Um, I think he's... Do you remember from Russia with Love particularly? Not Top of the Head. I know there's an right. explosion. Yeah. But it's like James Bond. Yeah, yeah. So. <laughs> couple, of car, couple of car chases. It, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, I think he's the guy that is the leader of the gypsy camp. There's a fight between two women in the gypsy camp and Bond shoots somebody. He's, right. he's part of that. I'm sure he's in that. But a very famous face throughout sort of the 50s, 60s, even into the 70s. Mervyn Johns, who played Bob Cratchit. Lots and lots of leading comedies. I've seen him in loads of stuff. Okay, did you recognise young Jacob Marley? You don't see him much. No. It's in, obviously, the flashback to the Ghost of Christmas Past, where he takes him back, and it's the scene where Scrooge and Marley take over the business, and they're hiring the former employees. Yeah. yeah, the clerks, and he gives him less wages. Young Jacob Marley is Patrick McNee. Right. Have you got a picture of him? You know Patrick McNee. He was Steed in the Avengers. Oh, yes. Very, very young Patrick McNee. You might know him from, I you think, View to a Kill. Yeah. yeah, where he's the chauffeur, you know, to Bond. Early, early role before he, you know, he TV stardom as Steed in the Avengers. Jack Warner, as I say, as Mr. Jorkin. Um... Had he was also the chauffeur in Oasis, Don't Look Back in Anger, the he music was, video. He was, he was. I saw that the other day for the first time. For some reason, it, it popped up on YouTube. And I thought, is that Patrick McNee in an Oasis video? And it is. And I'd never seen that before. <laughs> Poor old Hattie Jakes. Yeah. We, we don't see her. Not really, see her dancing. See her dancing, and it's like blinking but you miss her. she's made a credit on it, and yeah. the Cratchit children didn't. Most um, of them. It was all uncredited. I'm trying to think... It's, it's about the time that she was on the radio with Hancock. You know, she was a massive radio star. And that'd be why. Yeah, and, and the carry-ons don't kick in for another seven years yet. But she appears in movies up to, you know... Let's, let's see where she was in her career. Let's have a look. 1951. Okay, prior to this, mate, she was she was in a few films between 1947, 1946 and 1951. Nothing major, little bit parts. But after this... She appears in another Dickens thing, The Pickwick Papers, in 1952. The Adventures of Sadie, The Love Lottery. Uh, throughout the 50s, TV series, couple of TV series. She's she's appearing on radio. She was a major radio star, Hattie Jakes, before. Everybody knows her for carry-ons, that's the thing. And she was in All Wisdom Square Peg. Well, so she was, look at that, 1958. Yeah, I'm just looking through some of the stuff she's done. I never yeah. even realised there was Gretchen in there. There we go. So that's going to be coming up soon for us because that's a very recent Norman Wisdom we're going to have to cover, isn't it? Yeah. But she's not used in this film, is she? Because we love Hattie Jakes, don't we? You know, it's, it's hard not to love that woman. She's definitely going to be making it into the Hall of Fame very, very shortly. Well, this is two movies already, isn't it, now? Yes. If not three, I'm sure this is two at least. Is there anything about this movie you didn't like? Anything wind you up? Oh. Wasn't too long, was it? It's the perfect length, 90, length. 90 odd minutes. Music was great. It was okay. Mm-hmm. Um, do you know what I don't think there is, actually? I don't actually think I could think of anything that's annoyed me with it. Yeah. Too much. <laughs> too much. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Alistair Sim himself. It's the performance of a lifetime, isn't it? It's very good. Actually, no, do you know what? I think there is one thing that wound me up. Was his maid running down the stairs when he actually turns into a happy Scrooge, screaming. A uh, little bit over the top again. Yeah, yeah I but... think that's probably the only thing I can pick up on that really annoyed me. See, I recognised her as well. 
Just checking through IMDb here, Tony. There was a character called Mr. Groper. Oh. <laughs> oh. I'll play him. Okay, I can't find who that woman is. There's a, there's a character called the Laundress. Yeah, Louise Hampton. Yeah, I don't think it was her. There is a very famous face in this that it's one of those people that you see in a movie and you go, oh, it's him. And nobody ever knows his name or, you know. It was the first businessman right at the beginning. And they're talking to Scrooge. And it's a guy called Peter Bull. Right. And you talking about Brian Blessing earlier. Peter Bull had that distinctive, very plummy British voice. And he's also the narrator. He's the guy that talks over the story. Um, and he was in everything. And funny enough, a lot of people in this, well, not a lot, but a few of the people in this went on to appear in Oliver. Oh, okay. In the musical. Yeah, I suppose they've all got the look, sort of look for that era. Yeah, they, yeah, everybody was a Dickens, you know, character. And that was, that, was their, that was their work for the rest of their lives, bless them. But going back to Alistair Sim, I think what he's created here is possibly... The best version of Scrooge? It's a good version. It's a good version. I think it's a version that everybody has probably based their idea of what Scrooge is on. Well, that's because it's like I said before, it's so true to the book. Yeah. Um, and you, you, I don't think you're going to get any more real than that, are you? No. And even when you're supposed to be hating him because he's just a miserable old miser. You feel sorry for him. You feel sorry for him, because they've laid out that backstory really well in this version, haven't they? So you know why he's become what he's become. Oh, even the the crutches and his nephew. They yeah. all feel sorry for him on Christmas Day, and they raise a glass to him. Yeah. yeah. Everyone still feels sorry for him before he changes, you know? <laughs> because he can't help the way he is. Yes. Yeah. It. It's a bloody good version. If you were to rate it, mate, give it a mark out of ten. I'd give it a, probably an eight. Yeah, yeah, eight out of ten. Yeah, eight or nine for me. It's it's a really great version of a it's a proper classic Christmas tale. So. Well, I think it's definitely a version you should watch and compare it to the other ones to see how much it's been adapted over the years. Yeah, um, but yeah, definitely. A, I don't think it's one for your kids. Well, like, it's a bit scary in places, yeah, but it's, it's not a family one. I don't. Think. You don't think so? I don't no, think, I don't think it is. I think it'd be okay. Showing, you know, this. To, to I, I think children nowadays would lose interest in it. Very, oh, very absolutely. Not, yeah. not, not the fact they're going to be scared. No, well, it's more they'll it's get bored. laughable, really. The, yeah. Although it's a bit harsh in places, but they'll the, get bored. Yeah. yeah. The special oh. effects, obviously, for the time, weren't the best. And. They're good though. Oh, they're not too bad, but yeah, you look at them. There's a a really creepy bit, isn't it, where the ghost of Christmas yet to come lifts up like his his cloak, and there's the two starving kids, one, you know, playing, I don't know, Desperation and Hope or something, I can't remember what he called them. And they they, they looked ill. They didn't look well at all, did they? Especially the little girls. There's something wrong with them. Well, she was just frozen, wasn't she? It's just like, you know, the director of Don't you dare move, don't you? She was petrified. You know? <laughs> no, it's, it's definitely a hard-hitting film. Yeah, um, but not in a graphic way. It's an easy watch. I don't it think it's it? too taxing, is it? It's no. not going to be like, oh, you've got to sit here and focus on this because everybody knows the story anyway. Yeah. Um, but I think if you want to know more about what happened in Scrooge's past, take a world of comedy value of it. Yeah, then watch that one. Watch, watch the Alistair. Sim. Watch, watch the Alistair. Sim. Not the Jones Sim version. The, the, jo- the Jones Sim version is is fantastic. Yeah. Let's take a break. We'll be back after this. Could you imagine? Carry on, Scrooge. <laughs> Carry on up the Cratchit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
Okay, Tony, we've already decided what we're going to be doing next time because when we recorded Seven Days to Noon, we said we're going to be doing this particular movie, but in the meantime, we've done Scrooge. So it was your choice. And we're going back again to the 50s. What are we doing? Carry On Nurse. We've got to do the Carry On. Second one in our, our very long run of Carry Ons. How many do you reckon we'll get through next year? I'm probably saying the rate we're going, probably about two or three. Yeah. I want more, but we need we to... We don't want to swamp it, though, no. do we? We don't want it to be the Carry On podcast. Or but we've whatever. got so many other things we have to get through, like James Bond and Norman Wisdom yeah. we started. And... Yeah, I'd be happy if we get through at least two of all of the series every year. Three. Yeah. Three would be great if we could. So for the next 30 years, we're definitely covered. You're, you're coming around here for the next 30 years, mate, whether you want to or not. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be sitting here as... Well, I'll say sitting here as old men. I am an old man, but... <laughs> um, I will watch you visibly age as we get to carry on Emmanuel you know <laughs> Tony thank you for all of your input no thank you this you year. do all the hard work I'll just come round and at last somebody realises no we realise all the time if it wasn't for you this wouldn't be here now uh, so. excellent but no thank you mate it's great to have you as part of the podcast it's a shame Stephen couldn't be here today um, but we are going to make an effort to get everybody together, not necessarily in the same room, but we're all going to be together in, in the podcasting atmosphere, mate. So thank you. Have a merry, merry Christmas, merry mate, Christmas. you and yours. God bless us one and all. Yes, merry Christmas to all our listeners and happy new year. And we'll see you in the new year. Happy Easter. Oh, go away. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs> Good luck. Thank you. Hand up, sir.